Hello everyone and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez and in this segment we are going to be discussing the upcoming full moon on July 13th, 2022. Before we get started, I always like to remind you all that I do study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you'd like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology. Now there is a podcast embedded there that will help share more on the difference. If you'd like to calculate your birth chart and see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth, go to my website, click on offer and then chart to calculate your birth chart. So this upcoming full moon on July 13th is a very special full moon. <laughs> so first of all, keep in mind that this is the sidereal system and we are going to be talking about nakshatras and a nakshatra is a portion of the sky within a constellation. So it's essentially dividing the sky into even more specific segments to get even more precise results. And so this full moon is taking place in the sidereal sign of Sagittarius and Sagittarius is all about the truth, ethics, moral, our values, freedom, spirituality, philosophy, truth, and of course the guru or the teacher. And this full moon specifically will be in the nakshatra of Uttara Ashada. And Uttara Ashada really embodies that devotion and that devout quality. Uttara Ashada does span between Sagittarius and Capricorn, which I love both of those signs. So Uttara Ashada is naturally a favorite and it translates into later victory. So there is this connection to having a victory later on. And Uttara Ashada, when I always think about Uttara Ashada, I think about hard work and commitment. There is this really deep commitment with Uttara Ashada and this very strong ability to stay connected and to be devoted, to be devout, to have spiritual values. And so we can see this full moon, it has this emphasis on, again, the truth, what is real with a capital R, um, what we find meaningful, what we see as just what we see as fair and right. There's this connection to our spiritual ideology. And so I don't want to spend a lot of time focusing on the world at large for this podcast. I'm going to keep it brief and I want to stick to more of a personal. I think that we can get kind of bogged down with world events. <laughs> so I just kind of want to focus on you guys, you all, I should say. Um, and so there is this emphasis, you know, on these Sagittarius qualities. And so in the world at large, very briefly, I do think that the full moon may bring something to light. It may bring some type of truth to the surface because the full moon brings illumination. Sagittarius seeks the truth. It could be that something is leaked, that something is revealed, that again, someone shares information that helps us gain more knowledge and insight. I think it's also very possible that there is going to be this huge emphasis placed on value. And I think we're seeing it now. I think that we'll see it become even more heightened where people are sharing what their values are, what their spiritual beliefs are. 
uh, what they think is morally fair, what they think is ethical, what they think is right. This is an objective thing. Interestingly enough, right? What we think is fair, what we think is just, what we feel is ethical. We all have a different perspective of what that is. And I think that there's going to be clashes and I think that things are going to be brought to the surface in our own personal life. This is a wonderful time to focus on our values. You know, what we find moral, what we think is fair. And the interesting thing about values, the amazing thing about values is it's something that we feel in our heart, but we manifest it into the world with our actions. And when we manifest our value with actions, this is integrity. We build integrity by living in such a way that it is aligned with our values. Does that make sense? When there is something in our heart that we know is important to us, and when we act appropriately, we build integrity and we also build trust within ourselves. So if our value system is waking up early and meditating in the morning and eating food that leaves us feeling really good and energized and healthy, when we take actions to live in alignment with that value, we're living in integrity with ourselves. We build trust with ourselves. So this is a really wonderful time to reflect on our values, what we find important and how we act on those things and how we show up for other people. If we think that service is important, if we want to help people, how are we manifesting that in reality? How are we helping? How are we serving? Okay. So these are some things to contemplate. And I also want to invite you to contemplate. Well, let me go ahead and say this, this full moon, it's even more special than just being a full moon. This full moon is also marking Guru Purnima and Guru Purnima is a very special holiday that celebrates and honors our teachers. So it's to honor and celebrate anyone who's ever been a counselor, a guide, someone who has advised you in some capacity. Okay. So advisor, counselor, coach, teacher, guru. Guru literally translates into bringing light to darkness. So a teacher dispels darkness. And what this also is associated to is dispelling ignorance. So a teacher is the dispeller of darkness, the dispeller of ignorance. They help us see beyond our limited perspective, our distorted narrative false perspectives so they can hold space for us and also see where our own distorted narratives are holding us back. So this is a very important day to honor our teachers, to honor our gurus. And something that I always try to remind myself and I always remind people I'm working with is that we would be nothing without our teachers. Every single thing that we know in this moment was given to us by the grace of someone else. Everything that we know, it's being borrowed. It's borrowed knowledge. And that knowledge originated from something from somewhere else. So everything that you know about astrology right now in this moment was taught to you 
Everything that I know about astrology right now is taught to me. So my teacher taught me about astrology. My teacher's teacher taught them about astrology. My teacher's teacher's teacher taught them about astrology. And so it goes on and on and on, which is why lineage is so important. Because we would not be here. We wouldn't know what we know had they not been generous enough to share. And when we go back far enough, you know, when we're talking about specifically spiritual elements, it comes from the Vedas. And so it's this initial spark of divine wisdom. And so this is an amazing day, again, to honor your teachers, to think of who has given you wisdom, who has given you information in life. You could choose to write it down and journal about them. You could tell stories to honor them. You could even just take a walk to reflect. I think it's a beautiful practice to light a candle um, or incense, taking time to use fire. It's honoring agony and it's also honoring that initial divine spark of knowledge. And it is the light that brings lightness to dark that dispels the ignorance, that casts light to the shadows within us so that we can see beyond our own ignorance. And in my perspective and my belief system, that's why we're here. We're incarnated so that we can become even less ignorant, so that we can gain even more insight. Um, and so it's again, it's a very powerful time for any of those practices, an amazing time for meditation. I want to say Uttara Ashada is also associated to Lord Ganesh. And so Lord Ganesh is perhaps one of the most widely recognized gods here in Western countries. Um, he is the elephant god. So if you've seen an elephant before, it's likely Ganesh. And Ganesh is the son of Shiva. And so the last time we talked about Ardra, Ardra is associated to Rudra, the storm god, associated to Shiva, the destroyer. So Ganesh is the son of Shiva and Parvati. Parvati is the uh, female consort of Shiva. And this is actually one of my favorite stories. I love the story of Ganesh, but he is the remover of obstacles. Okay, he is the remover of limitations. And so this full moon, because the full moon is a time of releasing and letting go and shedding skin, shedding layers, this is a really powerful time to reflect on what obstacles do you need help overcoming? What limitations are you perhaps creating for yourself that you can release and let go of? What narratives are you holding in your mind that are keeping you from going for what you want? Is it possible to move through the obstacles that you're creating for yourself? Can you call on Ganesh? And I want to share a mantra. It's one of my favorite mantras for Ganesh. It's Om Gam Gana Pateye Namaha. Om Gam Gana Pateye Namaha. So it's Om Gam Gana Pateye Namaha. Om Gam Gana Pateye Namaha. It's one of my favorites. So you can use that mantra or you can uh, listen to it on YouTube using that vibrational frequency to, again, help bring fortitude to yourself and perhaps overcome those obstacles. And I want to talk a little bit more about teachers, right? Because I was saying that this is a good time to honor your teachers and it kind of plays into overcoming obstacles that we set for ourselves. And I do want to bring honors, honor to my teachers too. So 
way back in the day before I had studied really anything. I had studied astrology already because my mom kind of got me interested in astrology like way, way back and my first therapist. And therapists can be gurus too. I would say that my therapist is definitely, you know, one of my greatest gurus of all time. Um, but yeah, I can just take a moment to acknowledge that I had a therapist when I was 15 and she realized that I liked astrology. So she started bringing all these astrology books to her therapy sessions. (laughs) So I was like, I love therapy. I'll always do this. And so I did very, very, very blessed, very privileged. Um, and so she was one of my first teachers for sure. But after that, before I really started getting into yoga, I had this teacher named Kaval. And he was my first asana teacher. So that means like the physical yoga postures. And his classes were like my lifeline. I was moving through a really difficult time. My father had just passed away. I was really, really struggling, like really, really, really struggling. And I went to his class and it was somewhere where I got to see him be unapologetically himself. He was very flamboyant and outgoing and fun, but then also so full of deep wisdom, so respectful of tradition. And his teaching was just infused with years of practice and years of knowledge. And again, it was like, he was so traditional and so knowledgeable and so sacred, you know, his teachings were so sacred. And then he was also so fun and so approachable and himself. And his class was like a lifeline for me. I would go to his class literally four or five times a week. It may have been more than that, but I was constantly in his class. And one day after class, you know, this went on for several months and he comes up to me and he's like, I think that you need to teach. I think that you need to be a teacher. And I was like, teach what? Like I have nothing to teach. No one's interested in what I have to say. There's no way I could be a teacher. I have stage fright, like severely. There's no way I could even stand up in front of people. That's ridiculous. And he's like, no, really like you have it in you. You're so disciplined. You are, you know, you're so invested in practice, so committed. You need to be a teacher. And he kind of just threw me into the fire that way. He saw potential in me and he forced me to rub up against all of my distorted barriers, my distorted beliefs, my limited perspectives, you know, what I thought was possible, how I viewed myself, the identity that I constructed for myself. He completely forced me to move through those things just by making me teach. And my entire life changed. My entire course of life changed because he was relentless and made me teach. I almost feel like crying. I feel like crying telling the story. It's very emotional for me. Um, I am a completely different person because my guru, my teacher helped me see and helped me dispel those thought patterns and that ego that I had adopted that was very limited, you know, very shy, very self-conscious, very self-destructive, you know, none of that stuff is really who we are. If we're feeling self-destructive, if we feel that we're not good enough, if we think that we have nothing to share, if we don't think that we're worth it, 
that is a false narrative. It's something that's in the shadow. It's not real. You know, and so hopefully I know that I'm not there with you, but if you're feeling any of that, I just hope that I can at least, you know, offer something to help dispel that and show you that it's something that's been constructed through some sort of pain or some sort of loss or difficulty. It's not who you really are because all of us are capable of changing the world, right? Like I was talking about with values, when we live in alignment with good values, we change the world. We change the world every day. We have that ability. We can change the world with how we interact with people and how we treat people. When we act ethically, when we act with morality, it's amazing how far it'll go. So please do keep that in mind. And again, special shout out to Cable for literally changing the trajectory of my life by making me get up on stage and teach. It was horrific back in the day. <laughs> I was seriously so incredibly shy. I would stutter. I couldn't complete sentences. It was a mess and uh, I got over it. So, you know, there's hope for us all. If I could be a teacher after all of that, there's definitely hope for all of us. Um, and even after him, you know, I've had so many amazing astrology teachers, so many other amazing yoga teachers, Kundalini teachers. Now I have teachers in the Vaishnav lineage who are absolutely amazing and who I feel so much devotion for. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge them and remind you all that everything that I share, everything that I know came from someone else. <laughs> Maybe I interpret things in a special way or I verbalize things in a way that came from, you know, inside of myself, but the knowledge and the information I read or I was taught or I was told or, um, yeah, came from somewhere. I didn't invent any of this. It's all borrowed information. So coming back to you, um, and who we believe that we are, you know, this full moon, it's about letting go and it's about revealing the truth. And so much of how we see ourselves and how we identify, it's a combination of reflections that people have given us. People tell us that we're good at art. So we decide that we're good at art. People tell us that we're good at baking. So we're good at baking. People tell us that we're good at, I don't know, being a mechanic. So we become a mechanic. But what else is inside? You know, why can't you be something beyond that? If you see yourself as a healer, if you feel that you are a healer, perhaps it's time to start investigating that. If you feel that you're a teacher, maybe it's time to start investigating that. Releasing any false perspective, false perception, excuse me, that may be holding you back or limiting you from stepping in to that place. Because it could be, you know, that you're holding on to an identity that was constructed by an uncle. When you were five years old, your uncle told you that you couldn't sing. So this entire time you've just told yourself that you can't sing. Maybe that's not real. Maybe you can sing. You know, when you were 15, someone told you that you had weird teeth Maybe that was their own weird perspective and your teeth are totally fine and you should allow yourself to smile as brightly as you want. Really looking at those things that control our lives and asking ourselves if it's really, really real <laughs> because this full moon can help give us really deep insight, the deep layers of who we are, who we're meant to be, what we want to become, what will help, what will support 
So taking that time, maybe, maybe that's something else to journal as well. Just one more story, um, because maybe y'all will be able to apply it to your own lives. I have just decided that I'm not an artist, right? So I do all these other things in my limited perspective of myself. I'm Christine. I study astrology. I love God. I seek the truth. Um, I love pets. I love animals and that's who I am, but I'm not an artist. (laughs) And my friend, I went to this party, believe it or not. I went to a, it was like a art spiritualist party. It was really cool. I went with my friend Kaylee And he introduces me and he's like, Christine's actually like an amazing artist. She has this raw talent. You know, I met her several years ago and that was the first thing I noticed about her was her amazing ability to create art. And I was like, dude, that's like not true. Why are you saying this about me? Now everyone's going to think I'm an artist and I'm not an artist. And this other woman heard the conversation and she's like, wait a second. Like, why aren't you an artist? Like, is it because you think you're not good? Like, do you think that someone has to approve of it? Do you think it needs to look a certain way? Like, what is making you think that you're not an artist? And I was just like, wow, this is wild. Like, it totally tripped me out (laughs) because I'm usually really good at seeing those blind spots in myself, but I totally missed it. Why can't I be an artist? You know, who says I can't? And so for you, what is it that you're wanting to be? And who's saying that you can't be that? Who's saying that you can't do that? What's limiting you? What story is it? What phrase is it? Whose voice is it? And is it something that is still helpful and that is supporting you? Because it might be holding you back. You know, It might be time to investigate these parts of yourself and venture into a direction or an area that may be a little bit less chartered. It may feel a little bit more edgy, but that is where the growth is. When we move towards those parts of ourselves that are a little bit more mysterious, a little bit less familiar, that's where the growth is. You know, I think that that's the bringing light to darkness too. Getting to explore those different realms of ourself and realms of our psyche as well. So I do hope that that was helpful. Thank you for listening to my stories about my teachers, stories about Kaylee's reflection of me. (laughs) Um, And also, you know, teachers are everywhere. Like that reflection, those reflections from the woman at the party and from Kaylee, it's like that dispelled some darkness for me. So teachers can be everywhere all the time. And when it comes to reflection, when it comes to people making observations about us, it's so important that we approach those with a maybe. You know, we don't have to shut it down just because it's bad. We don't have to accept it just because it's good. Just a maybe, huh? Maybe, maybe I am an artist. That's an interesting, you know, idea. Maybe I should think about that. Hmm, Maybe I am kind of critical sometimes. Maybe I should think about that. Maybe I am kind of impulsive sometimes. Maybe I am good at baking, you know, just kind of giving yourself that space and really being open to other people giving you feedback. So to summarize before moving on to something else, this upcoming full moon is always a time of releasing and letting go, releasing layers, releasing anything that is holding you back. This is Guru Purnima. It's an excellent time to honor your teachers, to honor lineage, to light candles or light incense for those amazing people or places or things in your life, to journal, to reflect, also to explore deeper layers of yourself 
that might be shrouded in ignorance or darkness, perhaps bringing light to them, being open and receptive to the teachers in your life. And also, of course, harnessing the amazing energy of Lord Ganesh, calling on him for support and fortitude through any obstacle or limitation that may be keeping you from reaching a goal or an intention. So these are all amazing things to be focusing on. So looking at the night sky this day, Saturn will also enter back into Capricorn. So this is a pretty significant time. So Saturn is going to be in Capricorn until January of 2023. And we've spoken about this quite a bit on other podcasts. Again, I'm not trying to talk too much about the news today. And when Saturn is in Capricorn, the last time that Saturn was in Capricorn, this was really during the entire duration of the COVID lockdowns. And so Capricorn is the sign of government structures, of the systems, uh, economy, finances. With Saturn being here, it's going to bring this heavier weight and this heavier responsibility. I definitely see there being an emphasis on the economy on finances and i do think that we will see powerful notions made by government forces around the world so that is something to keep an eye on of course saturn is now aspecting jupiter this is pretty significant um i do think that this is going to put a lot of pressure on individuals around the globe i do think that there's going to be a pressure on leaders and you know jupiter is also finances and you know saturn and jupiter both have so much to do with the economy so i do see there being some fluctuations but again i could see there being some really big events coming up if you want to hear more about that i would listen to the july horoscope because we've spoken about it before so i'm just going to refer you all back there. But Saturn is entering back into Capricorn. And I think that we've spoken about this already on my Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. And I would put Saturn next to it. So if you want to go back in the archives and look, you can sign up for Patreon and check, but on Patreon, I will definitely be sure to continue updating you on how these transits are going to influence you personally, depending on your rising sign and your moon sign. So I hope that this is helpful. The final thing that I'll say is to please remember that these Sagittarius things, right? Philosophy, religion, spirituality, ethics, moral, we all have a different idea of what that is. And so it's very important to recognize that and honor that within each other and to create space for there to be differences. And not try to control anyone else, right? Like not try to change anybody else. There's this really beautiful saying in the Rig Veda that the truth is one, but the wise speak of it as many. We don't all need to be doing the same thing. There can be room and freedom for all of us to live in alignment with what we find virtuous and ethical. And most importantly, waking up every day, looking at our values, looking at our priorities, what is important to us, what is going to shape our character and how can we act on that to not only make ourselves better, but to make the world better too. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you have a wonderful full moon and a wonderful Guru Purnima. It is such an honor to get on here and connect through the sound waves. 
If you would like to connect with me on Instagram, it's astrology now underscore podcast. You can schedule a reading at innerknowing.yoga. Patreon is patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much. Thank you.